Well, another year has come and gone, and... Toss it on the burning pyre. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yep. It's like the Push, mother song. Push it burning down the pie. stairs. It. Put yeah. it in the basement. Yeah. Burn the house down. Mm-hmm. You know, every year I'm like, this year will be a little bit better, and every year I'm a I know. fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's right. We're talking about the best of the year. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> there isn't a best of. There's nothing. No, 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 no. This may appear to be only monkey business, but in reality, it's very serious, ladies. Zero Issues Comic Podcast. Zero Issues Comic Podcast. Yes, welcome to the show. Uh, I am Merc. I am Bri. I am Kyle. And we are Zero Issues Comic Podcast. Mm -hmm. What we often do at the end of every year is just kind of do a little recap. Not even a recap, just like what were the best things of the year? Mm -hmm. uh, What did we like? Mm -hmm. And comic connected. What did we like? Mm -hmm. What are there things that we found that maybe you might not have heard of and you might want to go check out? Um, Or is it, you know, the thing that everybody read? And that you just really enjoy. Right. And that's fine, too. But before we get to that, we're going to get that to that in a bit. We are going to have to jump on a, a news story that's pretty yeah. fresh, at least pretty fresh, the past couple of days from the time of recording. Uh, Jonathan Majors, who is the actor who was playing Kang in MCU, has been let go from Marvel. Um, summerly exercised out of acting realm. Uh, for, for MCU. Consumed alive uh, by ants, if just... you will, from his yeah. contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, because he was uh, charged. Uh, yeah, he. For... Uh, he. Yeah. Uh, there were there were four charges. Uh, two of them he's been found guilty of. He's been found guilty yeah. of uh, misdemeanor assault and harassment uh, in connection with a a March twenty fifth incident that that happened with with he and uh, a person that he was seeing at the time. Yes. Right. So. There's been a bit of a buildup and all these questions kind of connected to that. Like, was he going to stay on? Uh, he he appeared suddenly in the Loki show, so everybody mm-hmm. was like, okay, what's going on? He had just... He, yeah. They'd kind of done the thing with him in Quantumania, and it seemed like he was... The whole idea is, like, the Loki story was very specifically a Loki story that tied into that show. Yeah. But yeah. also introduced the concept of, of very... Like, well, didn't introduce, but I mean, kind of the... Quantumania thing was sort of a takeoff on that in a way where it was like a completely different version of that character. And then yes. expanding the concept to be like, ah, there's a million of these. Yeah. Right. And, the, the and they're all, they're all screaming because they're all super excited. They're super jazzed to be in the same pumped. place. Pumped to be yep. a bunch of Kangs. You know what? If I were in a, if I were in a place and there were a thousand other Kyles, we would probably just be screaming like maniacs in a stadium. Yeah. Not to get ahead of myself. There was a thousand mercs. We'd all just be staring at each other, like in complete silence. What? The brides would kiss. Yes. Well, yes. Yes. Yes, they would. Yeah. Rub their bald heads together. Wonderful time. (laughs) Yeah. I always wanted to do this. Yeah. Like, you know, hey. Enjoy it. <laughs> a little, uh, <laughs> little self love is not a bad thing. I mean, but that's I mean, why we, that's why all the Kyles are cheering in the stadium because we know we're gonna have we're gonna we're gonna because because uh, you're all wa- you're all watching the brides break out bald heads yeah. and kiss yeah that's right yeah. I'm not saying anything else <laughs> happens I'm not listen I'm just saying that 
You know, we appreciate and accept each other for who we are in a healthy way and express our emotions. Yes, we do. With your smooth, kissable lips. Yeah, and have a little smoocheroo. Um, anyway, anyway, yeah. But I, now that I think about it, now that you sort of mentioned Loki, actually, that character's take was pretty contained, or it contained enough that it, like it worked amazingly well for that show. But the only really appearance otherwise was in like Quantum Mania, right? Yeah. Yes. They could just like, again. I realize how original, easy it would yeah. be to just quite ex- just excise that whole thing. It really actually would be yeah. quite easy to just be like. That's it. Like, there's he's you won't see him again. I mean, it sucks to lose that character who's a really all time you know big character. But I mean, again, you could also well, and that's, leave it in a place that you know there's there's the debate. Do you recast it? You know, maybe they could put a pin in that for now. Do something else, like you know. And we all watched a, a screen crush video, right? That kind of yes, yeah, was yeah. there. Just sort of does you get our brains moving. So credit to that, of course. You know, they could easily just sort of even put a pin in that. And if they want to recast it, they can do it later on <laughs> when it's you, not such a fresh yeah, topic. Absolutely. You can do whatever you been, want. Yeah. There's been talk of whether he's got a clause in his contract yeah. that you cannot recast. How long is that contract? Well, that, se- that seems crazy. It does seem yeah. crazy. But oh, and then I was thinking about it. They were in love with him today, as a choice, though. Like, they were in love with him. And in fairness, I've said a lot of really nice things about him as an actor because he's a very yeah, good actor. I, I thought. I I was never that crazy yeah. about him. And this is not a like, well, now he's out, I can say this. I just was like I, I Absolutely he fair. never really grabbed me as uh, an actor. It was a little over the top. Yeah. But not that it, it's, well, it's comic book. I feel like I feel like he was Lovecraft Country. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Show, yeah, I liked him you know, in that. I, I just didn't landing, like his but he was Kang amazing character. in that show. I, again, I really liked that show. It was, it was really good. You know good. what? Kang, Kang as a character has never been like, he's, he's not one of my guys. No. Mm-hmm. I like him. I like yeah. Kang in the mix. Kang's, Kang's great to, he, to pull out of the hat every now and then. But you know what? And I was I was on board to, to have a, a whole thing where, you know, he was the big bad of it. And yeah. Totally, totally on board with it. But if it's not what we're doing, that's fine. But yeah. it could be what we're doing. I think honestly, if they swerve to something yeah. else, that's that might work. I hope it works. I hope. I think that they can. They have every reason they could pull it off. I think a little Kang goes a long way, and I think that's really what we've all learned here. <laughs> well, he was in the microverse. So, well, that's um, true. Yeah. Uh, it's called the quantum realm because we're oh, sure we're mature now. We yeah. can't call it the teeny verse or whatever. Also, also like we signed a contract and we just don't want to have to pay anybody or something. Probably that's it. Yeah. This is yeah. Marvel yeah. we're talking the, about you know what, and Disney. <laughs> Kang Kang is a weird character to utilize, and I I as well. I was kind of like ah, I'm not crazy about it, but you know it could work. And I in my head I was like, okay, this is going to be more of a time travel story because it's largely what he is. Right. And I thought, okay, it could be interesting. Time travel stories can be really tough to navigate and yes. just weird oh, stuff yeah. happens. I love them. Uh, I'm not, a huge fan not, of time travel, alternate Not realities. that MCU hasn't already delved into that, yeah. but um, but then when we get into, I know some of the arguments uh, against the MCU in the past little bit have been just like the, the convolutedness yeah. of like variants and multiverses and I feel like for know, just for a, a lot general no, audience sometimes people don't know what's going on. Like so. for a general audience, I think again, Spider-Verse is obviously a massively popular thing. And it was like, oh, it's multiverse fever, and other series have like been playing in those in those waters a lot in a way that people really liked. Yeah. However, mm. 
I think we might, again, the Flash was a, well, for a bunch of reasons, was a big bomb. And it seems like stuff that really focuses on that is a lot of people are kind of tuning out a bit. And I feel like that's something people understand, obviously, on a basic level that, like, you know, Michael Keaton Batman is not the same as Christian Bale Batman and Ben Affleck Batman. They're all in their own separate areas. Like, they understand the idea of a multiverse, but I think when it literally having to follow it like you're following a map or something beyond what the mcu is already pretty much expecting you to like follow everything it's like oh we're gonna follow this universe like like we're we're following sports like we're playing fantasy football i think it's and now you want to add a multiverse to that some people just like all right like they're just jerry seinfeld leaving the theater like all right that's enough (laughs) and i I get that we're walking into the same problem that uh comic books ended up doing with events yeah that we've created such a big thing that you got to watch this show, you got to read this comic mm-hmm. and this comic and this yeah. comic to get the whole and time. If you, and if you don't, whole... if you don't do that, then the really big thing that everybody's going to be talking about that's off the yeah. table for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When and really, it's like, well, you it, know what? That didn't work well with comics. It no, doesn't yeah, always, ev- event it comics often backfires. I can jump like. I, I say with some degree of, of confidence, I can jump into any event comic, even though I don't read every Marvel and DC book, uh, and I wouldn't, but I'm sure if it's like, oh, well, that's kind of weird that Spider-Man has purple hair this week, but I'm sure there's a reason why he has purple hair, and it's yeah. not gonna, it's not gonna destroy the thing for me, uh, because, oh, well, huh, Thor is you know, a lady right now and Yeah. Right. You know, like I can keep up. I'm not I'm not a I'm not a dummy. <laughs> but you've been no. you've been conditioned to understand that. You 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 have all the basic uh, world knowledge of those comics. So you have that backstory. There is that, That's a fair point. with but, movies and but they do with now. Movies I am and pretty TV smart. Shows, right. They do now. It's That's the just thing is everybody does now. If Thor shows up and it's like Natalie Portman and like you hadn't seen that movie where well I guess that is not relevant because of how that movie handled that movie but um if that were to happen yeah, she suddenly and you're just like showed oh up. Yeah. I rec- I remember her as this but she's Thor if people are confused it would make no sense just yeah. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. would make no okay. sense, but at the same time, people get this stuff. I think by now they get this stuff. They may be like, oh, I didn't see that, and maybe I'll go back and check that out later. Write it in a or way where – maybe I won't. Or maybe I won't. And maybe like you can sort of reference it briefly, not like an editorial note mm. popping up in the corner necessarily, but you can sort of like – but not in a way that's like heavy-handed. In a way where everything you watch, every show, every movie, you don't – like, you're not walking out of like, what the hell was that? Like, you know what I mean? You're not getting confused. Like, st- that stuff can show yeah. up, but it should be in a way that, like, works with the story that people actually came to see. And I right. mean, like, you know, and I feel like they kind of had that going really well early on. And then it paid off with the big crossover. And once the big crossover mm-hmm. paid off, good Lord. We've we've seen this before. <laughs> Yeah. If you've been reading comics, yeah. you've seen what this they had, endlessly. They had, they had to scale back, and, and they didn't yeah. do that. And it seems like they're doing it now anyway. Yeah. Mm. And that's I think that's the right call. I think that they need to – I think a lot of the work they've done with characters in some in some projects – I mean, characters in a sense as in like introducing characters that are, mm-hmm. I think, very charming. I think could really carry a lot of uh, – like could carry their own little franchise, and maybe it's not – the a billion dollar success but like you know what i mean they could keep trucking and the work is literally in i don't know I, it, like i think people can go along with anything they can go along with the multiverse as long as you like 
are invested in the characters, and I think they're just sort of not hitting that right. It's not natural. They're they're pushing like the big spectacle. They're pushing the big crossover before they're pushing. The other stuff is yes. is coming afterwards to try to set up the big crossover, and uh, I think it's, and you could feel that. I think it's a mixture of that. There's that, and then like without getting too deep into this stuff, yeah. but like the it, there's that, and then I think they've missed the mark on some of the characters or the stories. They mm. just haven't grabbed the people, and yeah. so like if the people, if it's not an Iron Man and a Captain America that they really got into, they're not going to give a shit about yeah. what but, happens. But later you know on. what? They like people didn't care about Iron Man before. This movie no, came no, out, but they so the, the, they eventually kind of did. Of course, eventually yeah. they did, but that's also what made the the payoff of Endgame so big is that you you know you got to know these characters and the movies yeah. that they were in were for the most part good. And if yeah. you're putting out movies that that are not good, people aren't going to yeah. like them, and they're not going to stay around for for the thing you know five years down the road yeah. because oh that guy he was in that shitty movie that I didn't like. Why would I go see him again? Well, right. that's what I mean. Like, it's yeah. like they're just not hitting the mark. They're not. They're not grabbing them because of the 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 quality. Like, and it's it's subjective. If some people like Absolutely. certain things and some people don't, so and there is good quality stuff coming out, but it's just you know it's just not all hitting. Yeah. The minute yeah. somebody checks out even a little bit, if like you've told people that you got to follow everything, if they see a few yeah. things, are just like. I didn't really like that too much. It didn't really work for me. You can't have your cake and eat it too. If you if you want to explore different kind of genres and different stuff, I'm all for it. Because when you experiment, you're going to make some great stuff and you might sometimes yep. make something that doesn't quite work. But you can't be like, you have to watch all of this, otherwise you can't have fun. Because then you, know you have just killed your audience. You yeah. just you just said like, oh, do you not like this one project? Get that's out. why I... I I really liked like Werewolf by Night. Yeah, here's a little standalone horror thing that's really different from anything else. It yes. was really cool, yeah. and it didn't it didn't have to connect to anything else, and that was fine. Yeah, some people liked it, some people didn't. It yeah. didn't matter because it was just a like, thing. Like WandaVision, they all don't have to be a thing. WandaVision was yeah. great. Everybody loves Loki. Yep. Like there's yep. there's a ton of good stuff. Like Guardians Three was great. I like like and the Marvels did badly, but I enjoyed it more than a lot of things I've seen lately. The old the old Netflix stuff, which wasn't connected. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah, fine. Right. And maybe that's it. Maybe the ones where, you know, they don't have to feel like they're following every single thing. Like, I still haven't seen past the first episode of Secret Invasion, and I might never. And I don't want that to, like, make me confused. <laughs> mm. And it won't. So, okay. So, Good. what do we say that th- there is a possibility of recasting Kang? Yeah. Just I continuing would, with they, Kang. They could absolutely do that. And honestly, that's what I would prefer them to do because they've been building up to this thing. And yeah. the, the alternative that, that I've seen bandied about a lot is bring in Doctor Doom or bring in right. Magneto or, or burn no. burn another big villain when you've already got yeah. one that you're you're in the midst of burning. Uh because villains are, are a finite resource and we're running out of them. <laughs> the ocean is running you know out what? of villains. It was, right. it was weird. I was actually searching. I'm like, who else could they dip into? And I was like, holy shit, they've touched on a lot yeah. of yeah. characters already. Don't, like, there's don't a lot waste. there. Doc Doctor Doom yeah. is one of the best villains. Don't waste yeah, him. Definitely on this. no Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom and is no Galactus. Like, that was don't the, touch yes, those. no Galactus. No, thank no. you. Oh, if, God, no. Wait till Fantastic Four, yeah. then have Galactus and Doctor Doom mm-hmm. somehow in there and build those two out of that. Can I Can and I just talk about an idea? 
No. Which might, I hope, yes. literally, if it was in that video, I can't remember. I've had a hell of a week. But uh, yes. I watched that video a few days ago, and I'm like, since then, things just, everything's fine. But mm. I, my brain is not good. But uh, I, there's a lot of rumors going around, and again, they're reports from sources, so who the hell knows. But Killian Murphy, you know, them wanting him to be Dr. Doom, that might have been disproven by now. I don't know. But just it grabbed my – because, like, Killian Murphy's a really great actor. I, I love he's Killian fantastic. Murphy. He's great yeah. in everything yeah. he's in. I'm just thinking about it through the sense, like, if they did try to – because I think the multiverse concept, they are very committed to that. You're more committed to that than Kang. So if you, you – if you, Yes. Yank Kang out of the picture because you had to. If you pull that, whatever, ejector button, that's fine. But the multiverse, they kind of can't drop that. Like, that has to continue. And if people are getting a little iffy about that, you have to be very careful how you handle it in order to get people back on board. If they pick Doc Doom, and if they're talking about Doc Doom, like, you know, know, pal, Doc Doom. uh, Oh, Doc. Yeah, it's Victor Doc Doom, like uh, Evan Mm. Doc Shaner. (laughs) <laughs> like Doc Chan, yep. Uh, so, Kill- yeah, if they're doing like something, like they want somebody like Killian Murphy where, you know, if you – he's a great actor, but you don't want to cover his face with a metal mask all the time. But if you're doing a multiverse thing and Secret Wars that they're building towards is Hickman Secret Wars and you're building towards this incursion thing and as things collide and then become a new thing – was this – I don't know if this was something like this was in the video at all, but maybe. A little bit, but – Yeah, if you want to introduce Doom, you got an opportunity to like introduce – really sell Doctor Doom much like they sold Thanos in his own movie, basically, in Infinity War, in his own reality before things incursion. And you can, like, introduce, like, Reed and Ben, and they're in a different reality, and then you build the Secret Wars, and you, like, do, like, a movie or, like, a Disney Plus series where you go through Doom's life, basically, from his perspective. Secret Wars hits, and Doom is the big bad of Secret Wars, Killian Murphy. Mm -hmm. And then you in, you also introduce the Fantastic Four and they show up and everyone's like, you know, you have people from all different places and the Fantastic Four, you introduce your new Fantastic Four who have existed already in their own reality, you know, and then you have Secret Wars is this big massive thing that reshapes the universe and you can reshape, yep. set things as you well, want that's, them. That seems to be like the direction they're going. Yeah. Is that like it's going to be Secret Wars, Battle World, yeah. settle it out, get yeah. rid of like, and then streamline it to like, these are the characters that we're going to do. Yeah. Um, and then go from there. Just like if they want to have that, an actor playing a- Doctor Doom where you like see his face and especially lead towards a show like a, a movie called Secret Wars where a big part of it is that Doom had his normal handsome face. You know, you could actually give him a lot of face time before maybe he continues to play that character mostly behind a mask. And also, if Killian Murphy doesn't want to be, you know, on set all the time, eh, stand it. <laughs> I, I think uh, if you want to if you want to use someone, I think use the Beyonder. Uh, yeah, because Bingo. because the Beyonder, I can I'll watch the Beyonder for one or two movies. I don't care if the Beyonder stays after that. Yeah, I I, I absolutely agree. I think the Beyonder. If you're gonna get away from if you're gonna get away from Kang and have to go to somebody else, I think Beyonder is a really good character to do. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo um, can play two roles. <laughs> Yeah, really. I, I see this as an absolute win. But the idea that, um, like, what what the Beyonder is, he's, like, if you set him up, he's not, like, he's not a Thanos. He's not a big bad villain that's going to come in and just kill everybody and do things. It's like he's a child, and he's just, like, playing with things. He's He becomes, like, the cause for the narrative rather than, like, he's not yeah, the Yeah, he's, he's basically a plot device. Thing. 
Yeah. Which which and still leaves like us be- without an antagonist, a- but Well, but then it's like and this was talked about in the um the screen crush thing, and I've seen it in a few other things where it's like the idea of like using him, but then like the original Secret Wars story, there's Beyonder, and then Doctor Doom came in, and he became the big bad. Right. Mm-hmm. I think. And yeah. also, you, you could bring back that. all your old villains. You could just bring back yep. every old villain. If you bring Anybody. in Doctor Doom and, and Kang instead, it still works either way. If you want to bring Doctor Doom involved, it works on a couple of levels. I I was going through a list. I was like, what else is left? Yeah. In in the MCU for big bad villains that mm. could really carry, yeah. like a Thanos level kind of bad, and there wasn't. A lot. Like, there's, like, I had, like, Annihilus. Um, I put down Mojo. But that would just be kind of a weird Mephisto? thing. Mephisto? Uh, what if Mephisto. the devil shows there, up? In in a shocking twist, they do, like, a next wave, and it's Forbishman. Yeah, there is Mephisto. Forbishman. Uh, my <laughs> Strife. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, but the, weirdly, um, they insist on an actual no mocap outfit, they, and those are real mm. blades, real blades, people. Clink, 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 yeah. Um, my pitch is, would be name? like, Josh do the guy. Beyonder, and then he's doing his like he's the cause for the narrative, mm. and then the other big bad shows up, and I think we reintroduce Apocalypse and do him uh, right. Because we are bringing in the X Men. The the X Men are going to be a key factor in all of that Secret Wars thing. Mm -hmm. They're talking about like Avengers versus X Men, kind of like that sort of thing. But you're going to have to look at the the X side of the the villains. And I think of they were talking about Magneto, and I'm like, like we've overused Magneto. And Magneto has been an interesting character to bring in. This is like Magneto should be a major focus the minute after they're done, whatever the hell they're building towards with the multiverse saga. It should be Magneto time, 100, percent and Doctor Doom time potentially. Like those, I like those two coexisting as villains in uh, acts of vengeance. That kind of rules. There's there's lots of different yeah. possibilities. We'll we'll there's find like, out. I don't know. Maybe next November when they have that uh, their investors' day thing. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Because we're not going to find out any earlier than that. Probably like you know we'll, the X Men will be is spoiled good... for us. It'll be spoiled for us immediately, and we'll know everything. Like uh, yeah. like shots of Deadpool that keep coming up on Instagram. I yeah, blocked so is... many pages. Is that officially the only MCU movie coming out next year? Because I keep yeah. seeing that headline. And that's like, okay. And I think, I think that so, yeah. that might actually be a smart call when you think about it. Like, if it's sort of a send-up that brings back stuff that people are nostalgic for. But, like, you know, it's sort of a, a part parody. But also kind of, you know, getting you used to all of these wild concepts with a character who is a, a, a funny goofball. And I, I yeah. guess, thankfully, can can thank God he can ad-lib, ad-lib again. My God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Our long national nightmare oh, is over. Come on, be nice. Be <laughs> no, nice. no, I'm kidding. I think he's great as Deadpool. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late nineties. Dad? Well, and then this is the other thing: is there's probably or a big part of the there being no movie, yeah. a big part of there being no Marvel movie next yeah. year, other than Deadpool, is just yeah. the writer strike and the actor oh, strike. Yeah. So they couldn't yes. do anything anyway. So yeah. it's just delayed. I, this might actually. I hope this might be well timed. If they have like been yeah. struggling, if if you can like give people one a little bit of a break, and maybe they're like, maybe I'll check this out. Maybe I'll check this out because they weren't checking things out. Like I'm sure that they're smart enough to realize, like, okay, we're we're doing a little too much here. Let's just the timing works. Yeah. Scale it back. 
you know, and play that up when the time is right as sort of like a, you know, Deadpool discovers the MCU and the multiverse through his perspective and he's as confused as you are, but in a way that's actually a good movie. Yeah, you could you could you could turn this around pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but yeah, another like rumor. I said, we're not get, we're not going to know this for a while. Yeah. So and again, the other rumor, not to bring it up, just very very briefly, but like that they were like looking to bring back variant versions of like you know Robert bringing back Robert oh. Downey Jr. and all that. That's been rumored yeah, for a yeah. bit. Uh, but if 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 Robert Downey Jr. would want to play an evil Tony, I am evil Tony, and like a white superior Iron Man outfit to sort of take the place Arno Stark of like yeah. Dr. Yeah. Doom in that su- in that uh you know Secret Wars story with like the, his own white outfit that would be fun too just a thought but now I shut up because this episode is going long let's talk let's move on to or the cut that out other main topic we just have two main topics this week what the f- The best uh, we, of 2023. Yeah, stuff that we really liked in 2023. Yeah. Um, Let's do a round robin. Yes. Who goes first? Kyle. Uh, Kyle, you go first. Dibs. Round one. So I've got a couple books that I really liked that I read this year. Uh, they may not have all come out this year. Uh, one of them... <laughs> this, this came out in 1992. Well, no, yeah. no. Not that, not that far ago. But I was looking at, like, for instance... Uh, one thing that I discovered that is a comic, it's it's just on Instagram, and unlike many Instagram-based comics, it isn't about a cute couple, and it has punchlines. What? Uh, oh. Yeah. It'll never, it'll never I, fly. I despise so many Instagram comics. <laughs> I just... I'm very angry about them, but but one that I found, uh, it, it first came out in 2022, I think, uh, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, it's been around since 2022, but I discovered it in 2023. It's called Bad Space. Uh, it's like short uh, science fiction horror comics. Oh. And it's you can look it up on Instagram. It's free to read. Bad Space comics. And they're, they're you know, they're black and white. They're very well done. And they're, they they sort of stick with you. Um, the Probably the most famous one is called The Suit. It's about like a, you know, an astronaut who's, stuck somewhere walking and the spacesuit is basically uh it's eating the guy's body to to keep the seat the suit ambulating uh towards the settlement and you know spoiler for a for a 10 panel comic by the time the guy gets there the last thing that it eats is his eyes so he doesn't even know if he ever gets to the thing and basically is it's it's you know stuff like that i like i like horror i like sci-fi and this is both of those things it's very well done check it out hmm yeah, I I just wrote it down. I was like, oh, I've never heard of that. Mm. I'm gonna check that out. I didn't write it down, but I'll just listen to the episode again. That's fine. <laughs> okay, who wants to go next? Round two. This will be no surprise to anybody on this podcast. Uh the new Conan. Ah. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Conan uh, O'Brien needs a friend. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Titan Comics just uh, didn't just, but. Fairly recently relaunched. Oh, was it last uh, year? The Conans. Uh, <laughs> no, they're on issue five. Okay, but uh, yeah, uh, really, like it, it's really it's pretty early still, and uh, some of the stuff I'm I'm talking about is probably pretty early. But right. at the same time, the first four issues were kind of like a contained story. It's like a lot of the comics, like and especially Conan stuff, often based off uh, like the original storylines out of the books. Right, but. Uh, 
beautiful stuff. Like the artwork, um, who is it? Uh, it's written by Jim Zub, and the art, the at least the first four issues, Rob De La Torre, Tor, uh, Rob De La Torre. I'm okay. saying that wrong. Whatever. Ah, uh, gorgeous, gorgeous art, and it was like enough that it was like here's a little nod. To uh, John Buscema was like is considered the yes of course Conan even Conan I know that. artist yeah what I like uh, me. so it's it's got a it's got a little bit of that but it's got a little bit of other stuff and mm. it's just it's really gorgeous and I was super excited and then issue five just came out and no offense to the other artist it's a new artist doing the new storyline I was like oh no oh but I'm I'm sure I'll get into it but uh still yeah totally recommended really digging it I wasn't sure how that was gonna work since it's like hopped companies and right everybody wasn't yeah. really sure what was going on but yeah now does Titan he know comics, Wolverine still yeah <laughs> is he is he uh what is a savage Avenger yeah, yeah. he does he doesn't know Wolverine, oh, yeah. but he does know the predator which is weird it's weird on a bunch of levels, really. Crom laughs at your three dots. He knows Doctor Who. He knows the Doctor. That, that's that's a Titan Comics. <laughs> so the the Doctor crossover will if that happen if a Doctor Who Conan crossover Conan crossover happens. Uh, I will get it. Conan, what is best in life? Crush your enemies. See them driven before you. And hear a lamentation of the women. And Conan. And Conan. I just want him just sort of to be there in the background, you know? Crom mm. laughs at you, Todd. He's, he's without the borders of space and time now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. And yeah, Robert De La Torre, I've, I've, I'm familiar with uh, with the art, and, and it, it seems like detailed and nice in a way that would be great for, for specifically Conan. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and Jim Zub. I love Zub. It's Zub a love a very Zub, as they his say. drawing is like very kinetic and very right. It's a little inky, but not crazy inky. But it's like especially with the kind of backgrounds, like having like a jungle or weird uh, civilizations and stuff. It just lo- looks right. really well, and the coloring is is gorgeous too. But right on. Um, anyways, Bry, what do you got? Round three. I want to talk about comics. I'm I'm. <laughs> It's been a year. It's sure been a year. Every year is definitely a year, but 2023 was a year. So as far as comics go, I've read a bunch of comics. I've enjoyed a bunch of comics, but I feel like my my reference is a bit shallow, and uh, I just want to talk about comic-related stuff. I'm going to talk about my adventures of, with Superman, which I think came out this year mm. in 2023. Yes. Yes. And and I think at the last two episodes I haven't seen yet, but I love that show. Like I'm really into that show. It's it's very anime. I didn't expect that. It's like anime styled, I could see. But he has like a transformation sequence out of Sailor Moon sometimes, and it's just like it's it's just such a weird specific alternate anime-inspired take on Superman, but that maintains the absolute... And I, I talk about Superman all the time. You'll you'll forgive me. I mean, I think we're allowed considering it's a I won't. podcast. I won't. Ah! I will not. Nope. See, this isn't, this isn't like uh, bringing up Reboot or something. This is on topic, so that's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. But it, maintain, it maintains the heart of the character. It maintains the... Um, I think the major beats of, of uh, that story and, and the heart of the the whole thing it's just sort of like it shows how uh, universal it is you can adapt that into pretty much any style into pretty much any genre i think you can you, superman as long as the heart of superman works if you like care about 
Clark and Superman and you care about those characters and like those connections are feel very strong. I, you could do pretty much anything. And that that's cool to see. That's cool to see right now, especially considering it, you know, comic projects seem to just be people are getting very picky. And uh, the fact mm-hmm. that this does something a little bit different, but that feels very good and feels very appropriate to the characters. And uh, Jack Quaid. Jack, who's having Jack Quaid's having yeah. a good time lately. Jack Quaid is no having kidding. a good time. He came up. He came from Uncle nowhere Randy and had a great proud. time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he 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 plays voice acts a great Clark and Superman. I really like his take on that character, and I like the whole cast. It's uh, it's uh, and yeah, it's a good show. Check it out. Nice. I hope it succeeds. No, I. You know what? I've only seen clips of it, uh, but it does. It does seem like a fun show. Uh, oh, it's good, and it's like that weird sort of like American anime, like uh, like like the new Voltron show, like very similar to yeah, that. Yeah, or you even uh, think of like, like Avatar: like The Last Airbender is called a, called an anime all the time. It's just, it's the anime influence, yes. but through like a Western animation lens, and I think that you know sometimes that's atrocious. Often yes. that's atrocious. And has been atrocious for decades. But some, if it's pulled off right, I mean, like, it's, you know, it, it has, like, the intro and, like, the outro sequence that's right out of, like, an anime. I love mm-hmm. anime, and I love Superman, and I, when I heard that that was going to be what it was doing, I was like, oh, I don't know. But, man, it won me over, for sure. I'd recommend it. You know what? It. Speaking speaking of American anime, uh, some, some new pictures of, uh, of cast just dropped from the live-action Avatar: The Last Airbender. There's a oh, shot of yeah. Danny Pudi as uh, as the Canis. He's a mechanist. A mechanist. He's he was it, basically but, one they like that air the temple. Show. They were the one making like the glide, the yes, flying gliders but, and stuff. Yeah, I thought. But that's looking cool. at that picture, it's like that is that is spot on. It's it's very true to the cartoon, and it's yeah. absolutely Danny Pudi who I love. So. Oh, Danny Pooh's great. He's not and just on every, every anymore. shot they've had, like like Zuko, yes. like uh, Daniel Day Kim as uh, you know as as. Ozai, for crying out loud. Ozai. Mark Hamill. Yeah, I forgot it. For, yeah. Yes, Mark Hamill. Yes. yes. Daniel Day Kim is Mark Hamill. Oh, Merc is, Merc's falling asleep. We gotta, we gotta, okay. That's comics. okay. Hey, Merc, But he, he looks great. Comics. It looked different, Oh, sorry, but what? Right. what? Anyway. Yes. Round four. Another, another comic I really liked this year was The Many Deaths of Layla Starr. Uh, oh. Oh, yeah. Did you read that one, Merc? I it was on my list because I think we talked about this maybe like a year ago. It's okay. it came up on a, some sort of list or something, and I mentioned it. and I was like, "Oh, I wrote it down. Like, go find this." And I, I read it a few months back. Got... Uh, cool. It was written by Ram V, uh, artist uh, Felipe Andrade, uh, and it's mm-hmm. basically you know the the Avatar of Death is is fired from their job because someone has created uh, a cure for death, and so. The Avatar of Death is is sent to Earth as a human, uh, and meets meets this guy who's who's going to create a, a cure for death, and you know tries to kill him, ends up dying, is reincarnated a few years down the road, and this sort of continues. Uh, it's beautiful. the The coloring is is very vibrant and and almost neon and and just warm hmm. and like uh, colors that you don't. They're almost like psychedelic, like seventies colors, uh, hmm. but they they add a lot to it. Uh, it's it's the sort of coloring that you look at and you're like, God, I wish I could do that. Yeah, yeah. and and the yeah. the line work where it's just like it's very simple, it's very straightforward, 
but but it's the sort of stuff that you just look at it and you're just jealous of it. And you're like, God, one day, one day I can yeah. do that, maybe. Yeah. 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 Hmm. But I think it's only, it's, it's either four or six issues. It's very short, uh, but a really good read. So do that one. Awesome. Why not nope. do that one? Speaking of uh, being jealous of the artwork, mm-hmm. that leads me to my next recommendation, uh, Dead Romans, um, oh. which it's an image book, and I missed it when it was coming it's, out. The height of so Roman waited. fever, 2023. Everybody loves those Romans. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I like that sort of era and just and like dealing with Germanic tribes and Celts and whatever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Sort of thing. Oh, really you like. know what? I and did. I did see this last time I was at your place. I think. Yeah, I think you you did pick it up and you and it's got it's. This was the. I'm I, I'm I'm sure it's uh, digital art, but it's very kind of mm-hmm. like edgy and blocky the way that it's done. But it's so edgy. I love it. It's so it's like a weird kind of thing. Kevich, I know I always mention that name, but it's like that weird sort of like very edgy. It, it, it at the times it can almost so become edgy. It, it can almost be a little bit too much at times, but at the same yeah. time, I, I really did enjoy it. Uh, so it's uh, writer Fred Kennedy, art by Nick Marankovich, uh, Jose Villaruba doing the uh, colors, which are beautiful. There's another one of like, I wish I could color like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and weird little note. Wait, uh, letters. Fred Kennedy? No. Yeah. Fred no. Kennedy? Yeah, it is. Is that no. who I think it is? Yeah, I Googled it. It's... it's it, uh, from uh, from issue zero podcast? No, that fuck me. Is it him? Yeah, it oh, is him. now I hate it's the fuck. I hate it. Is the, oh no, this is terrible. This is a bad situation. Well, it's. Oh, I God think damn. they're. I think it's. You know, is that still even going? Is that still even going? Issue of zero. Of course not. Of course know. not. We beat him. We beat not. him at that thing. No. Yeah. I bet he wishes and he we, could make a and, podcast. And our riches. And our riches. These riches are our reward. Toronto's brightest, hardest, coolest rock. And Toronto's best rock. Q107. Okay, I didn't read the little, like it has, this is a hardcover, so it's got the little uh, sleeve thing. Uh, has a little thing on Fred Kennedy. And then also it says, uh, he's the producer of multiple audio dramas and, and, and works, two ands, to and, and works as a radio broadcaster in Toronto. Q107. Um, but uh, no right. mention of, uh, yeah, no mention right of now. you've got to tune your FM dial. <laughs> So what I was going to mention was this book came on my radar, and I think this is the only way it came on on my radar. It is Image, so it's not like it's a tiny publisher, but it came on my radar because the Someone's letterer- Someone's going to get a towel for it, that radar. His <laughs> name is- The letterer is Andrew Thomas, who I know him. Right. And it's like, I, he's the only letterer I know. I could say I know. Not that I'm like, we're best buddies mm. or anything, or if, even you if you say my name, him. he'll be- I we've met and we met at a couple of different cons. We always I used to go to Calgary one and Winnipeg and whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I ran into him a oh, number no. of years. Oh no, we're connected through the and Canadian we, comic scene. Oh, this beef is going. And nuclear. then he was well, he was doing stuff with um, I'm totally uh, Chapter House, uh, the Canadian yeah right. thing, yes. like doing the the Can- Captain Canuck that whole universe. Right, how uh, we also know Jay stuff there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, everyone yeah. does. And Jay, Jay Baruchel came up came up to my table at the, yeah. at the same con. Oh. Um, I missed him, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah but do you yeah. know Dove uh, Tiefenbach? Do Ooh, I know? Man, 
No, I don't. He's that um, kid with the really big nose on Squawk Box. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, Andrew Thomas is actually... So he's like... Um, he, he's doing lettering, but he's also... He's, he's also an artist. Mm. He's also an artist. Uh, he's done some work with Archie. He's actually working oh. right now. Uh, he's doing like lettering a lot, but he has been working with uh, Kevin Smith. Hmm. Like okay. doing, all right, all doing right. books, doing book stuff with him. So that's cool. Like, good on you. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Books. Round five. I want to talk more about my favorite stuff, uh, but one thing Please. I just want to talk about because it relates to this year, and it just kind of got me thinking. Again, we are on. We're in the Canadian Windy Apple, uh, as I've been referring to it. Right now, uh, and wait, is that the that sort of like, place that makes a king feel like some sort of crazy super king? <laughs> yes, Hamilton. Yes. Oh, yeah. What? Well, Stairway you know, to Hamilton. Nothing has nothing has the power of the hammer, but uh, you know, Toronto does. The okay. bit of Ontario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so I, me and my wife, my wife, for all time's sake, uh, we like to go to. You know, scrounge. We like going through back issue bins. We like finding deals, you know. So, like, we don't yeah. – we're here not – we're not here for, like, a vacation. This is, like, you know, an actual – I won't get into it, but it's, like, you know, we're here for a purpose. And um, – Right. You know, so, like – but, you know, when we have Selling a little break – Selling drugs. Yeah, if we have a little break, we're like, oh, the beguiling is actually pretty close by. Let's take a take oh, an hour. You know what I, I mean? Stuff place. like that. I oh, yeah, that yeah, place. yeah. Um, and BMV – which we uh, which we enjoy too, which is sort of like a is a used slash discount bookstore that like has a lot of stuff and it's all like marked down a lot from from cover price. Sometimes it's used and they've expanded their like they have like an entire like comic book back issue area now and the one on Bluter Street and even the one on uh, near Young and Dundas, which is cool. Hmm. So we like to go through those. And I wasn't even aware that this existed. They had print copies like kind of. Tray paperbacky, but like slightly smaller than that format, but not quite digest of those Webtoons comics that they've done uh, over the past couple of years. Like, you oh. know, uh, Batman, Wayne Family Adventures, and the thing that grabbed her because she's a massive Zatanna fan and a massive Constantine fan, uh, Zatanna the Ripper, which I haven't read. I looked at it a little mm. bit. She's been reading it very recently because she picked up, they had, you know, their, the first two volumes, and I think there were new copies. They were like, you know, marked down enough where you're like, all right, that's, you know, it's like less than you're going to find it anywhere else. So she grabbed those mm-hmm. and really enjoying it. And it, and I realized I think they're doing like print co- print versions of those, um, like the manga stuff that they have going on. There's one about literally Superman yeah, yeah. who just like likes checking out Japanese restaurants as he's flying right, around the world. Yeah, which, that one and, and oh, yeah. uh, the one where Joker raising baby a baby Batman yeah. and uh, yeah, stuff like that. And I, I, I have no idea what the sales figures are. I tried looking into it. I couldn't really see, you know, when they're going to have an end of the year stuff, which is slightly probably before this is we're recording right now. But I, uh, as far as like Zatanna and the Ripper goes, the month it came out, the print version, which is like not that long ago, it was October 3rd. So it was uh, on the graphic novel list. I found it ICV2. Um, and I don't know, this might be direct market only. I don't know if it's just direct. I don't know if it's everything. Um, it was like the ninth best selling graphic novel, uh, which I mean, doesn't seem like it's not number one necessarily. What? Keep in yeah. mind, though. Keep in mind, though, the the readership online. Any 
any mainstream, any direct market comic would kill, like, would murder for that viewership. Would murder for that viewership. It dwarfs any comic that we would regularly talk about. You know what I mean? Like, that most comic fans who go to the comic shop would talk about. It's absolutely massive. So if that's direct market and it's like one of the most, it's like in the top ten. You know what I mean for 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 that month. Much like an issue, you know, you look at the top ten. There's a lot of graphic novels coming out too. It, it probably sold yep. pretty well. I you know I can only imagine. I, I don't know what the the sales figures are outside of that, but if it actually is selling pretty well, say in bookstores, as opposed to say comic shops, that's. That could be that. Those those are big numbers online, and if they're like dipping into that with the print stuff, you know, trying to tap into different markets with these characters, different styles, and kind of that that's cool. I mean, I'm 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 interested to see how that plays out. Nope. Oh. And I have read some Batman, uh, the the Wayne Family Adventures, very charming, and also these books kind of introduce readers to like the the bat the Wayne Family Adventures has literally the entire. Bat family. Like, everyone's there. Yeah, yeah. Everyone who is currently relevant in the mainstream comics is represented in a way that's like... And this has been going on for a few years, sure. But, you know, if it's going to actually potentially sell well in print like a lot of manga does, I mean, that that could be something to keep an eye on. Yep. Anyway, yeah. just a thought. Fair, fair point. Final round. Fight. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna talk about a book that I'm sure has has made it onto a lot of lists of you know best things of the year. Uh, mm. a, Do a power bomb was oh, a really yeah. good book uh, for cool. someone like me who like I don't I don't really watch wrestling because I don't know when it's on. If I knew when it was on, mm. I feel like I might watch it because I watch I watched it in the in the mid to late '90s, early 2000s. Uh, and have always enjoyed it. I mean, I like, listen, you know, I feel like it's been coming back for you. You've been mentioning it just in conversations. I just, you and know, just I keep, weird I keep watching like everyone, YouTube like, stuff and that, yeah, that Iron yeah. Claw movie's coming out. I watched uh, a thing on the Von Erichs before that. Oh yeah. I keep getting ads for that and I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty interested. I won't lie. <laughs> and I don't know. It's just fun. It's just fun yeah. stuff. Uh, but do a power bomb is, is a book, uh, by Daniel Warren Johnson, who, uh, I, I read up a little bit about it before recording oh, and it was basically over the pandemic, you know, he, he started watching wrestling and this book was about that. It's about uh, a second generation wrestler who, uh, their, their mother had died and they're sort of visited by by this like interdimensional necromancer, by three Christmas ghosts, uh, oh, by okay. one evil Christmas ghost, certainly, oh. who's like I'm, you know, I'm putting together the the biggest wrestling tournament, and whoever wins the tournament gets their wish, and you know she's gonna use she's gonna win the tournament and uh, bring her mother back to life, and she teams up with like her her mother's old rival. Uh, who turns out to actually be her dad, who was like always secretly this masked wrestler, and it's it's just it's a it's a lovely book. Uh, okay, nice. The art is insane. Uh, the the story is really sweet, and it's the only book that I can think of that is seven issues. Because <laughs> they're like, you know what? We don't need to stretch this out anymore. It's a seven issue story, and there we go. Yeah. Bingo, bingo. It yeah. seems like a weird number. Like usually you'd have like four, five, six kind of a thing. 
to sort of like be nicely number. collected. But yeah. I mean, that's what I I love that because it's like we needed seven issues to do this story, and it's nicely collected yep. still, yep. and that's that's great. It's not about making the collection; it's about telling the Com- story. Exactly. exactly, comics. You can, you can as long as you can like pace out a little segment or an act or whatever into an issue. Oh my god! Like you could tell any. You could experiment, like again, the the people are making like four hour movies and like mm, make a comic book. I mean, like, come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could do that very easily. Yes, if it's about the creativity. It's called storyboards. You could do whatever you want. Yes, yes, you might better know them as storyboards. Yes. Yeah, and then you could say industry. based on the novel. Just scratching out graphic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just gonna barrel through my last little bits. Oh cool. shoot! Okay. Like really, they're just kind of honorable mentions. They aren't like the top of my list because some of them, like they're only on like issue. I think that both of them are on issue two, mm-hmm. so it's really hard to tell. But they're just fun. One of them is Fire and Ice, which is based on the Ralph Bakshi Frank Frazetta um, movie from like the 1980 or mm-hmm. something. Uh, oh, so you don't mean Fire and Ice, Welcome to Smallville, based on Fire and Ice from the Justice League International. <laughs> no, which is Whatever. funny that it... That, Whatever. I know, it just came out at the same time. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so there's that, but it's it's really interesting. It's like they're kind of delving more into the history of those characters. Right. Because like, that movie was fun, but there's not a lot of character development. There's very little dialogue. I've never it's seen just it. a fun... I probably should. It's... Uh, we should have a nice... It's we'll, dear to your we'll heart. Watch like, it. We're going to, I think, like, literally yes, all of please. us bring one movie, and all three of us have to watch it, and uh, we'll, we'll live stream it it's, for charity? I don't know. I don't know if we can pull that sure. off. Yeah. We'll so live stream it for that. chairs. Yeah, for chairs. <laughs> for chairs. So there's that, which I'm finding really interesting so far. Uh, and then this, Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong, which... I'm really digging. Yeah, it's it's. Really? it's I haven't I haven't so read it. I'm, I'm just on I'm a not, Godzilla high that I'm going to get into. I was going to yeah, talk about I comics, know. but now I'm talking about Godzilla. Continue. Sorry. I am totally on a Godzilla kick. Thank as you. Well. Good lord, uh, me too. I IDW is like putting out. I got the Godzilla on the TV right now. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Which one? As he should be. Uh, uh, it's the one with the uh, Mega Guira. Mega Guira. Oh. It's from the Millennium series. Okay. Okay. It was, there's been so many things I don't remember titles, and also, like, there's certain periods where I'm like, I don't know about all of that. Yeah, That yeah, new one fine. was I did, awesome. I did, that new one was awesome. Uh, minus yeah, one? Minus well, one. Please, can we please? Oh, yeah. Have we all seen it? Yeah. I was going to talk about Usagi Ojimbo's yeah. Tranford Return to Dark Horse, but uh, that'll be later, because now we're going to talk about this comic and then talk about that movie, and that's that's the end. Very briefly. That, very briefly. Very briefly. We are going oh, over time, oh, but it's oh, oh, oh. yeah. Minus one was it, it delightful. Oh my uh, god! Amazing. I just went having gone on a like a big Godzilla kick. I was on the hunt to try to track down the original Godzilla. Kyle and I were talking about this the other day. Mm-hmm. I was trying to find the original Godzilla, like the 1955 Toho. Uh, I, I have like har- two or three copies of that. As soon as I'm breaking into Bryce's house, house, let's you go. Can borrow one of them. So I I had access to it. I thought, but it was. Uh, the version yes. that I had online, it started and it comes up and it comes up Criterion. And I was like, oh, uh, it's the Criterion version. And then as soon as it starts to get in, somebody's voice starts talking over top. And I realize yeah. that it's an art. Like The, the version I'm watching yeah. has the narration, like has the the 
Criterion has the both talking, versions. Like, I have like that book version. Well, but it's like, not. Like, it's Ray not. Burr, or what do you mean? Yeah. No, no. It's not. Sorry, not narration, but like it, the commentary. Mm. Oh. Like it's not the director, oh, obviously, but it's like no. here's it's the commentary he, tracks yes. on, and that's yeah, in the criteria. This was a particularly difficult shot where. Yeah, well, there was like well, we're coming out of World really War Two, and obviously, one. you know, the Japanese yeah. were dealing with the, the trauma oh of. God. Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And Wait, that's that. what Godzilla's like, about? What? Go, do, oh, do, my God. Can you just let the subtext be subtext? Mm-hmm. Come on. Well, but it's, yeah. it's uh, There is that. But, yeah. yeah. That's, uh... So I finally saw the first one, and then I saw the second one, which is an unofficial, yeah. quickly thrown together sequel, yeah. and it's abysmal. Mm-hmm. It is so bad. Mm-hmm. So Aren't bad. are parts of that where they uh, just watch the first one? <laughs> It's just, they don't mention Godzilla's name. It's like Godzilla Raids Again. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, a, it's the Troll 2 of, of Godzilla movies. They just had another movie but and like, can we just kind of? They Yeah, they never say Godzilla, Godzilla like there was the monster or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Giras. Um, but yeah. But it's then just, minus it's just one, like the suit it, person like on a smoke break and somebody attacks him and the Godzilla is like, get f- fuck off, fuck off. And, they, uh, ow, and then ow, they just put it in a movie. Yeah, Godzilla uh, beating up Bam Margera's dad on the toilet. I have one other honorable mention um, that I want to throw in, and it's comic-related, but it's not comic-particular. Yeah. But it's these awesome figures that I've totally got into. The Kenner, The Kenner Marvel Legends, uh, like the retro series. Yeah. Uh, I like the figures. They're fun. Like, they're doing all the classic characters. I'm holding up Thor at the moment, but... I think they're kind of better left in package, though. They're beautiful little display pieces. I have not taken a single one out of the package. It's like five bucks, and you can just... Thumbtack that on the wall. Keep, and keep that, in mind, nice. keep in mind that these are figures that are, for the most part, being found at Dollaramas. Yes, exactly. Because so when you go you to the, find- because when you go to a, a you know, a, a store like a Walmart or a Toys R Us or whatever, how much are they? Uh, I've seen them as fifteen. That's ludicrous. Okay. If you and spend five dollars, it's a, it's a, it's a deal. I think it's a deal. It's a hell of a deal. Yeah. yeah. But they're beautiful, and I got a couple, and I was like, I just pinned them up. I was yeah. like, I'm keeping them in the package. I've noticed it's the yeah. old, that old style. And then I was like, No, I'm getting more. I'm like, I'm running out of space. Where to pin these yeah. things up? But yeah. well, the beauty okay, is you can it. put I'm them done. on a wall, and they look cool. And I mean, they're not. Yeah. Again, they're nice looking in a retro way, like those reaction. You know what I mean? Like what are they called? Like you know those like retro style. Oh, do- uh, re reaction. Reaction. Yeah, that's it. And I think that they're very cute. But I mean, like these are basically that in in kind of like retro Marvel fan form, and yes. uh, they're equally cute, and they're like five dollars at a Dollarama. So uh, yeah, yeah. grab them. Grab I'll them. take it. All right, I'm gonna yeah. run through my stuff really fast. Nightwing has has continued to be amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. Written by Tom Taylor, art by Bruno Redondo. Uh, really it's it's still a treat every month to to every pick this time. book up and look at it. It is it's uh, pure love for the character of Dick Grayson, and it is yes. Redondo is one of the 
him and Dan Mora are, are they should be defining the look of DC Comics right now because mm-hmm. and they kind of are. Like Dan Mora is all over yeah. everything because he it's gorgeous and it's iconic and it looks it has so much like action and like they're they're both incredible artists. Yes. Batman has been good recently. Uh mm-hmm. Chip Zdarsky's run on Batman, some parts have been better than other parts, uh but right now I'm enjoying it. Uh he's yeah. brought the Joker in. Uh the artist is uh, I want to say Jorge uh, Jimenez, I think Jorge oh, Jimenez. Thank you. I thank think you. that's yes. how you pronounce it, and I'm sorry if that's not correct. But Jorge Jimenez, who is amazing again, yes. un- he's up there yes. again. Yeah, he belongs one of, with one of the best artists working today. I think can do a, yeah. can do a really Agreed. good Batman. Agreed. Uh, fuck this place, or or I hate this yes. place. Finished yes. this year, written by Kyle Starks, art by Artyom Toplin. That's yep. one of those, that's a, that's a difficult one. That was a really good book. Yeah. But I only got Correct. the fuck this place covers and like I I I don't know what happened behind the scenes. I assume it was pitched as fuck this place because Kyle Starks mm-hmm. is uh, is fun like that and uh, probably said like you yeah. have to change it to I hate this place officially. I'm like I'm going to get the right cover mm-hmm. and call it what it deserves to be uh, called. And and yeah. And finally uh John Allison who's one of my my longtime favorite uh web comics guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, did Scary Go Round, Giant Days, Bobbins. Uh, he's done a billion things, uh, often using the same characters, but he's done a couple fan books in the last couple years. He did a, uh, a Giant Days Batman crossover a few years ago, which was really fun. But, but this year, okay, he put out, cool. uh, cool. he put out a one shot called Kit and Wolf. Uh, that is a, a Kitty Pride Wolverine comic set in the 80s where Kitty Pride wins tickets to a Bruce Springsteen esque concert uh and no one wants to go with her wolverine <laughs> agrees to go the marauders however are going to kidnap this bruce springsteen character and so it's up to wolverine and kitty pride to uh to team up and and beat them up and and john allison has his his regular really quirky writing uh one one quote from wolverine in that yeah. issue this whole loopy setup's got me hotter in a crepe in a quebec fry pan and just you know, it's that it's oh nine it's nine this, things of that on every one it. of the twenty four pages that this thing is. Love is this it. like this is like is this yeah. like just it's just at scarygoround dot com. Oh, good. I feel like John mm-hmm. Allison. He saw Ryan North yeah. is doing great on Fantastic Four and said like, "Tell with it, it's my turn." And I think yeah, we might get the yep. John Allison yeah. era of X Men after the Krakoa He's era, next. and uh, he might have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's happening. I think it's happening. Pretty please, please. Excusez-moi, je m'appelle Eric Lencher. Charles Xavier, allez-vous faire enculer tous les deux I mentioned earlier, I'll, very, very briefly, but Usagi Ojimbo is is uh, my favorite comic series, tied in multiple directions, but it's one of my favorites. And it's back at Dark Horse, mm-hmm. uh, and it's still in full color. And he's also doing some weird stuff where he's, like, having other creators involved. I think he's, like, literally, like, they set up the Doku Publishing, and it's interesting because they've – he has people, like, clearly that he trusts close to him working on stuff who are legitimately talented. And I think he's bringing more stuff with the varying covers. He has, like, hey, Peach Momoko Boy, covers howdy. are all the rage. And uh, they've – they're Usagi's got him now. And let me tell you, that combination, actually incredible. Like, well, of course it's incredible. It's perfect. So, yeah, he's been doing some interesting stuff. There was, like, a Space Usagi. It was literally a one-shot, like, Space Usagi yes. Yokai Hunter, which was just, like, a really gorgeous thing. And it was, as one issue to check out, I would definitely recommend it, where it, it, it starts like an Usagi story. He's, like, trying to save somebody. 
um, and he encounters like a bunch of yokai. And I'm on, I'm on a yokai kick because my wife is on a yokai kick and is always on a yokai kick. And we watch a lot of Kataro, Gigigeno Kataro, works from uh, Shigeru Mizuki, and just like you know, they're basically like kind of yeah. demons and monsters. What if this demon Japanese was an umbrella? Them. What if this one was a yeah. lamp? Exactly, yeah, it's like Stephen King. That lady's neck crazy long, kind of. It's mm-hmm. like it's manga Stephen King. It's incredible. Anyway, um. Yeah, so like that that was like just a one-shot issue sort of reintroducing the concept of Space Usagi. I was a little confused because it was like old Usagi, but the whole issue, spoiler alert, is is him fighting through to try to save an innocent person as Usagi does. If he dies, like he's that's what he does, that's Usagi. He's a he's mm-hmm. he's, he's got honor and he'll do the right thing. So he's fighting through all these yokai and, and then at the end it's like the texture of like the page you're reading looks like it's like old old paper. And then it turns out that you've been reading the same story that a little girl, like a little rabbit girl, is reading, like by a tree in like the future alternate right. whatever reality of like space Usagi, and so she she was basically reading a manga, and then you know her, I forget if it's her dad or whatever comes up, and it's like he looks exactly like Usagi, and uh, there's a little moment which I really liked, which was. He was saying like, "Oh, like he, you know, I'm named after him." It's like, "Do you look like me?" It's like, "No, no, you're you're much more handsome." This uh, Sakai mangaka, yeah. like you know, Stan Sakai, the artist of this comic, is uh, <laughs> couldn't capture how handsome you are. Stuff like that, which is like, ah, it's cute, but it also like, like it's very, it's like a one shot, nice Usagi story that was about like all this yokai stuff, all this like deep lore, which is really what that series is about. It's scripted, you know, exploring a lot of Japanese history, but also like folklore. You know, in, 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 in through that specific lens, like uh, I always, weirdly enough, I almost felt like that in Hellboy. I see it. Yeah, were yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. like similar, not the same. Like they're doing similar things in very different ways for de- very different kind of folklore, and they I think did a lot of favors for that stuff. Like it's, it's sort of carrying that torch, and I love how the yokai are part of it because that was much like Mizuki did, I think, in in mm. like Kataro and other stuff. Right? It's like it's it's keeping certain elements of history and folklore alive in a way that people can tap into. The payoff was introducing also the concept of Space Usagi to sort of be its own thing. And I thought like, wonderful payoff. And now I'm super excited for more of both versions of that character. That's great. I think it's that, yeah, it is that time. It's that time to wrap it up and uh, just let folks know who we are really quickly. Mm. Um, I would love to go first this time. Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, my name is Kyle Lees, and you can check my stuff out at thekylees.com or thekylees on Instagram. I'm Brian Kotick. I'm just, can I go with, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be in comfy there. in the middle. You can check me out at welcometohereafter.com. Uh, that's my comic, Welcome to Hereafter, and I'm, oh my god, I I was really hoping to have more pages, and I hope I do, but I have like, I have them already. I have like a bunch of pages that are just fully in my head, written down. I'm very excited about, and I can't wait to actually do them and put some time towards it. I am doing some drawing lately. I'm trying to like get back into I've the thing. I've noticed that. Yeah. On on I Instagram at yeah. B-R-Y-K-O-T-Y-K. I've drawn like, I'm just doing like kind of redesigns and kind of like, I have a sketchbook here and I have bought Dollarama markers and pencil crayons. I've literally spent as little money possible on like cheap art supplies and I'm just seeing what I can do the same way a teenager in uh, mm-hmm. in high school might. And I'm just trying to recapture that energy. And I'm having a great time. So check it out. Instagram. That's nice. 
I am Merck. You can find me at MerckAsylum.ca, M-E-R-K-A-S-Y-L-U-M.ca. Don't like astronaut on Instagram. Uh, thank you as always to Kenneth Preston yes. Merkley, KP Merkley, Ocean City Defender, uh, who does all our music and has from the start. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thank you to you, the listener, Very much. Uh, for listening to our shows. We've been mm-hmm. doing this for quite a while. Um, we're at the, at the end of another, uh, I was going to say fiscal year. Uh, that's not right. <laughs> I know. You know I, what I mean. What are we, we're for um, Disney Incorporated? Uh, Get out of here. Year, calendar year. Calendar year. Yeah. I, uh, I just had my AGM yesterday. So oh, it's like, no. I, got a, I got, I got, I got work brain on the brain. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, hopefully you'll join us in the future. Um, until then. We'll see you next year. Suck it. <laughs> oh! Hey, hey! <laughs> <laughs>